Hi, this is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health. And today we are joined by Ronnie Cummins, who's been on this uh, broadcast many times before because he is the executive director and the co-founder, along with his wife, Rose, of the Organic Consumers Association. And he is on today to give us an update of what's happened in the last year as part of our GMO awareness campaign. So welcome and thank you for joining us today, Ronnie. Good to be with you today. So why don't you give us an update? It's been a year since we last discussed. You were, I think you were in Chicago. Unfortunately, now I'm in Chicago and you're in Mexico, which is a nice, nice place to be at this time of year. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying the 70 degree weather here this evening. Um, well, the, on the GMO front, uh, we've got uh, 457 million acres of GMO crops growing around the world, according to the uh, genetic engineering industry. They're probably exaggerating a bit, uh, but that's about 10% of all the cropland in the world. There's about 4 billion acres of cropland. Uh, and then there's about 8 billion acres of rangeland and pasture land. So uh, it's a substantial uh, amount of acreage. Uh, but what's interesting is that the uh, GMO acreage has been declining or staying flat uh, for the last three years. Uh, so that's, that's, that's the good news. What's happened is that uh, consumers uh, around the world are waking up to the hazards of of GMOs and the toxic chemicals that always accompany them. And they are turning in increasing numbers to uh, organic, uh, grass-fed, or, or non-GMO foods. Uh, here in the United States, the uh, organic uh, food and products uh, sector has grown to $50 billion uh, a year. And then in addition, there's about a $30 billion sector which is certified as non-gmo so it's a it's a healthy section in the marketplace uh that is not uh, genetically engineered and it's growing so in response to, to consumer demand uh, more and more farmers are moving away uh, from gmo crops in the u.s either planting less or are uh, making the transition uh, to non-gmo and organic. Uh, the, uh, but of course, the uh, consumers are becoming aware of the fact that the GMOs are, are really uh, just delivery systems for toxic pesticides. The whole reason why Monsanto and Syngenta and Dow uh, and DuPont uh, and the rest are patenting and manufacturing GMO seeds is so that they can sell their proprietary pesticides. So there's no such thing as a GMO crop that's not accompanied uh, by toxic herbicides or insecticides. Courts are always accompanied by uh, massive amounts of chemical fertilizers. Uh, they're primarily uh, grown in order to feed animals on factory farms. Uh, and to produce uh, uh, ethanol or biodiesel. And of course, those animals on the factory farms that are eating the GMOs with the pesticide residues uh, in them are also being uh, injected or consuming 
antibiotics and other animal drugs to keep them alive and under those hellish conditions. Sure. So all in all, it doesn't add up to a very uh, 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 attractive thing for consumers. And that's the reason why this first generation of GMO crops uh, is declining or leveling off. Uh, however, unfortunately, there's a new generation of GMOs coming along. And by first generation, you're referring to glyphosate. Yes, the first, glyphosate first, gener resistance. first generation of GMO crops uh, basically came on the market in 1996 uh, with the uh, uh, GMO soybeans and the, and the corn, uh, followed by others, uh, canola, uh, sugar beets, uh, or, and, uh, or some of the, some of the bigger ones, there are potatoes out there. Uh, there are, there is alfalfa and so on. And all these, all these first generation GMO crops, they either are, uh, uh, they either can be sprayed with Roundup and not be killed, uh, or they have their own insecticide, this BT, Bacillus thuringiensis, uh, laced into the to the seed and the plant itself so every cell of the plant uh, expresses this so these have been the two main roundup resistant and bt splice these have been the two main crops uh, uh, in the first uh, uh, you know uh, era of genetically engineered foods i'm wondering if you give us an update on what happened in california because they passed legislation that required Roundup to be labeled essentially as a poison. And I know that there is, uh, at least the last I heard, there was some efforts to overturn that by Monsanto, of course, and not, we wouldn't expect anything less. But I'm wondering if you could let us know from your perspective and review what type of impact that has had. Yes, well, ever since the World Health Organization uh, uh, Agency on Cancer uh, released their verdict that uh, Glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup sprayed on most GMO crops, uh, is a likely carcinogen. Uh, there's been a tremendous uh, debate and upheaval in the world. And one of the most significant uh, developments has been in California, where the uh, authorities there have decided to list uh, glyphosate uh, uh, as a probable carcinogen, which of course it is. And this has prompted uh, uh, Monsanto and the, the, the biotech industry and certain members of the U.S. Congress uh, to claim that the uh, World Health Organization, IARC, and the state of California uh, are out to get Monsanto. Uh, and they're trying everything they can to prevent uh, the implementation of this law. Uh, but it looks very unlikely they're going to be able to prevent uh, Prop 65 from going into effect because it's a very clear law. It's been on the books for over a, uh, a decade. And uh, glyphosate, uh, the Roundup residue, meets the criteria. So uh, they can yell all they want uh, in uh, members of Congress who are uh, cheerleaders for genetic engineering and Monsanto and the rest. But it looks like California is going to go forward uh, with the designation of Roundup as a as a carcinogen. And when will that be implemented? 
Uh, it'll be implemented in the next year. Uh, it won't necessarily require um, labels on packages of food unless they meet a certain threshold of contamination, but it will require posting, uh, you know, where Roundup is sold in hardware stores and feed stores and, uh, and in and around uh, agricultural fields. So it's going to be a big black eye for, for Monsanto. And that's one of the reasons why they're starting to put their investment money in this new generation of, of Franken crops or Franken foods that they call uh, um, CRISPR technology or, or gene drive technology. Okay, and so we can discuss that. And does this have anything to do with uh, Bayer purchasing Monsanto? And is that their way to uh, subterfuge some of the criticisms criticism that's hurled at them and the just the, the enormously nefarious reputation that they've created well certainly certainly the controversy around Monsanto probably the most hated corporation in the world uh, is hampering uh, Bayer uh, Bayer chemicals uh, attempt their attempt to buy out Monsanto for 66 billion dollars uh, they're having great difficulties especially in the European Union around that. Uh, uh, but I think Monsanto and the rest of the genetic engineering industry recognize that this first generation of crops are no longer working. Uh, they, the weeds are developing resistance to Roundup. Uh, the consumers are getting uh, aware of the fact that the uh, Roundup residues damage your health. Uh, it's come out that the BT crops uh, they're also not working. The, the uh, pests they're supposed to uh, kill are developing resistance. Also, BT, uh, you know, damages your immune system and, and really is uh, 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 just another hazard uh, along with, with Roundup. And so, you know, they've developed this new, uh, this new generation of 2,4-D resistant uh, seeds and crops. And then, uh, but and dicamba, uh, but these are having uh, uh, these are, you know, even more controversial in the marketplace. And the dicamba has uh, damaged uh, thousands and thousands of farmers' crops. It's it's even banned right now in Arkansas. Uh, it's so uh, it spreads throughout the environment and kills every crop that's not uh, a genetically engineered dicamba resistant. So these crops uh, are not working. And so the, uh, if you look at the uh, research and development budgets of the, of the gene giants, Monsanto and the rest, they're putting their money into the second generation of GMO crops, which they're saying, uh, Oh yeah, these are going to be safer and less controversial. They won't have to be labeled. Uh, they're much more scientifically exact, uh, and consumers uh, and farmers are going to love them. But uh, that's not the case either. With dicamba, it needs to be sprayed under very specific conditions. Uh, just a few miles, winds only a few miles per hour, which hardly ever happens. And if they're if, if it doesn't, then it's contaminated. And this is the, uh, the very precise instructions on the combat. So the combat gets away with 
blaming the farmers who are using it for inst it, ap applying it improperly and causing the damage. Yes, Dikamba, I mean, Monsanto and the rest of the industry, uh, when they brought Roundup Ready crops and seeds on the market in 96, one of the reasons they brought them on the market was they said that, oh yeah, these old pesticides like Dikamba are too dangerous. Yeah. Uh, they are, they're dangerous to human health. They're dangerous in the environment. Uh, they can't be contained. And so that's why we needed Roundup and BT crops. Okay, well, they seem to have conveniently forgotten that uh, 20 years later uh, because now Roundup doesn't work uh, anymore and BT uh, is working less and less. So they're bringing back these, these uh, herbicides that were previously considered too dangerous to be sprayed, uh, you know, on living crops, uh, and trying to, uh, you know, believe that we're going to forget about that. I mean, the other thing they brought online is the 2,4-D resistant seeds and crops, and of course, Agent Orange got such a horrible reputation uh, during the Vietnam War and subsequently that uh, no one wanted to touch that. And so when uh, when Roundup and BT came on the market, again, that was one of their uh, statements is that, oh, we're not going to have to use those dangerous uh, chemicals anymore uh, like uh, Dicamba and 2,4-D. We got Roundup. But now here they are back again, and Dicamba uh, cannot be contained uh, under normal conditions. And so even, even farmers who would normally be pro-chemical or pro-biotech uh, have been suing Monsanto because the, when their neighbors spray Dicamba, it kills, it kills everything around it. And Monsanto likes to claim that, oh, Dicamba, we've got this new formulation that uh, is not as volatile, doesn't travel as far under ordinary conditions, but that's just not true. So it just shows that they're in their desperation. Uh, they're going for, uh, you know, in the case of Dicamba, they're going to force every farmer uh, to use it uh, or else their crops are going to be killed by it. And uh, I just think they're going to have, it's going to be a hard sell for both Dicamba and 2,4-D uh, especially with consumers becoming more and more aware of the fact that there are certain pesticides uh, that there are no safe levels uh, at all, and sure. we've got to get rid of these. Well, why don't, why don't you highlight some of the strategies that you have planned for 2018 to really address the, the penetration they're making into the market and, and reverse the spread of GMO perniciousness? Sure. Uh, well, we're, we're one of the big, uh, we're providing uh, funding from our members to the uh, U.S. Right to Know organization, which is independent from OCA, but has been doing a magnificent job uh, in uh, getting media coverage of the dangers of Roundup residues and pesticides in general. We're going to keep doing that, of course. We're going to keep educating consumers over the fact that, you know, GMOs are not just uh, genetically engineered organisms that have never been in your food before. Uh, 
they're really delivery systems for pesticides. Uh, and when you have a when you have the world's largest uh, used pesticide Roundup uh, being sprayed on most genetically engineered crops, uh, you've got a big problem because there is no safe level. I mean, in 0.1 parts per billion. Uh, Research in France showed that it severely damages the health uh, of lab animals. So it is, it's in about 70 to 80 percent of the urine uh, of Americans right now, including some of us who uh, eat uh, mostly organic food, 90 percent. Uh, it's in the water. Uh, it's in our bodies. Uh, it's in the food and people want it out. Uh, that's the reason why the European Union came very close this year uh, to banning uh, glyphosate and why uh, uh, the state of California has now classified it uh, as, a, as a carcinogen. So we're going to keep educating consumers about this. Uh, we're going to keep educating consumers that, uh, that really the only way to get away from uh, dangerous pesticide residues and GMOs is to buy organic food. Uh, and uh, that if you go out to a restaurant, uh, don't let your guard down. You need to be just as careful when you order in a restaurant as you are when you're purchasing food in a grocery store. And I think the statistics show uh, that more and more uh, people are actually doing this. Uh, where, you know, organic is still growing uh, 12 to 15 percent a year, uh, and it's now starting to grow in the restaurant sector uh, and the institutional food sector, uh, as well as in grocery store purchases. Uh, what we've started doing is sending uh, samples of these products that claim to be all natural or natural or eco-friendly, uh, whether it's Ben and Jerry's ice cream or, or uh, Sanderson Chicken or or Hansenbrook Farms uh, well, Chicken. Wait, why, and why don't you give us an update on the Ben and Jerry uh, scenario sure. and Sanderson too? Because Sanderson, yeah. man, that that is a company that needs to go down. That hey, are bad news. <laughs> Definitely. So when we send in these fake organic uh, brands like Ben and Jerry's ice cream into the lab, uh, what we're finding is that they're they're not all natural. Uh, what we when we look at their uh, we're finding Roundup residues in them, both in the United States and in Europe, where we've tested all of Ben and Jerry's most popular ice cream brands. Uh, we're also going out and checking out the damage that their dairy suppliers are doing to the environment, uh, which is a disaster in Vermont and other areas. They're basically factory farm supplied uh, pesticide intensive. Uh, operations where the uh, the cows are are not grazing out on pasture; they're eating genetically engineered corn and grains, and it's showing up uh, in the products. So what we've done since August is we have uh, staged demonstrations, uh, press conferences. We've done extensive testing. Uh, we've exposed the fact that Ben and Jerry's is a fraud. Uh, ben & Jerry's is owned by Unilever, of course. Uh, Unilever is the third largest food corporation in the world. Uh, but we've told Ben & Jerry's 
and Unilever, uh, if you want to get back in the good graces of consumers, because you're quickly losing your reputation, you need to go organic uh, as quickly as possible uh, and get those cows eating not genetically engineered uh, corn sure. sprayed with Roundup and Atrazine. So, you need to get those those cows out you, grazing on pastures are you where seeing you know are you they seeing, should be. Are you seeing changes in their behavior yet? They they have agreed to make nominal changes so far. Unilever announced uh, in October uh, when we exposed their European brands as being contaminated with Roundup. They said, oh yeah, in 2018, uh, seven to eight percent of our production will be organic they said uh you know by the year 2020 two years from now none of their uh added ingredients in their product you know the wheat uh the chocolate so on will be sprayed with roundup uh any longer uh and that they're going to uh you know basically uh, clean up their act over time uh, but of course, uh, we've seen Unilever's behavior in the past. Uh, it's easy to make promises. It's easy to uh, make nominal changes in your production. And we're not letting up. Uh, we're continuing to test their products for other uh, contaminants. We're continuing to uh, work with people who are exposing the environmental damage they're doing. Uh, there was a study that came out yesterday that we we put out an action alert nationwide today. Uh, it turns out that the uh, Roundup use in Vermont has doubled uh, over the last few years, uh, in large part due to the fact that all the corn that the non-organic dairy farms are, are feeding to their cows is, is genetically engineered. So they are, their brand image is being uh, tarnished. Uh, we've also been in court against General Mills uh, because their so-called natural granola bar, uh, Nature's Valley, uh, is contaminated with Roundup. Uh, we've, we've gone after uh, baby food companies like Earth's Best that claim their, their, food is, their baby food is organic when it, it contains ingredients prohibited and organic. Uh, we're going after a whole range of companies uh, and what we're seeing across the board is that uh, if, if companies are challenged in court and in the court of public opinion over their false advertising, uh, they'll realize at some point that they're, they're going to lose, they're already losing their reputation, and they will start, they will either go organic or they will stop claiming that their stuff is natural or all natural or other misleading terms that are out there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, meat being called grass-fed that's not grass-fed. There's a lot of beef that has labels on it that says uh, product of the USA when it's imported. Uh, there's rampant fraud in the marketplace, uh, as I pointed out, because these companies are resorting to fraud in their labeling and advertising because they... Uh, they understand that consumers want organic and they want grass-fed, uh, and so uh, until they can provide that, their only uh, way to keep their profits up is to mislead consumers. Well, what do you, what do you think is the most exciting thing on the plan or the agenda for 2018? 
Well, I think the most exciting thing we've seen over the last three years is uh, the development of this idea, not only in the United States, but worldwide, that there's a next stage of organic uh, that we can move to and that we should move to. Uh, and this is called uh, regenerative organic. And uh, say in relation to dairy, uh, what this means is, you know, organic dairy is products are certainly better than, than uh, conventional chemical factory farm products. But just because something is USDA organic, uh, a, a milk, say, or an ice cream, doesn't mean that the cow was 100% grass-fed, as they should be. Uh, as, as Mercola has pointed out over and over again, there's clear nutritional differences between herbivores like cows uh, who are fed grain, especially pesticide-contaminated, genetically engineered grain, uh, and animals that are living naturally uh, with, a, with a diet of 100% organic. So American Grass-Fed Association and others have pioneered standards for beef, uh, but we're now also starting to see those standards being applied to organic yogurt and milk, where we're seeing 100% uh, grass-fed organic uh, milk and dairy products out there. Uh, and across the board, uh, you know, we've always had uh, grade A and grade B organics. Uh, a lot of consumers haven't known this uh, uh, fully, but they're starting to understand. Uh, for example, biodynamic organic uh, is, a, is a, a, the higher grade. Uh, the way the farms are, are uh, certified under biodynamic is much stricter than a normal USDA organic. So people are understanding that it's been great to move from chemical agriculture and factory farms and GMOs uh, into uh, a situation where uh, organic is a powerhouse now. It's, you know, it's over 10% of all the, the produce. It's an increasing segment, uh, the dairy and the meat and the, and the vegetables, uh, but that we need to actually take it to the next step where we focus on organics. Uh, traditional principles were that you have to uh, improve the soil uh, every year and on a continuous basis. You need to pay attention to the soil health if you're going to have the optimum nutrition. Uh, and it's also now people have realized that, oh my goodness, uh, this uh, disrupted climate that we're now seeing, uh, it, we can actually reverse climate change uh, and global warming by uh, making the soil healthier, producing plants that have a supercharged uh, photosynthesis uh, and that actually suck down the excess carbon from the atmosphere and put it in the soil where it used to be. Well, so regenerative organic and regenerative food farming and land use is starting to catch on and it appears that it's going to be a global phenomena that's going to make organic move from you know being just a niche market uh, to where in 10 years the majority of food is going to be grown organically and regeneratively. So yes, that is the goal. We want to not only identify the fraud in the market, and the deception and as your organization is doing so well at but we also want to encourage and inspire and catalyze the production of regenerative agriculture in these 
great new standards like American Grass-Fed Association and the uh, Demeter uh, or the biodynamic certification. So these are the things that GMO Awareness Week does. And by contributing to this campaign, you can support Ronnie and all the work he's done this year and plans to do for 2018. And really, you can see the tremendous results that have happened over the over time and you can make a difference so we really appreciate your participation in this and as you know uh, and what our normal policy is that we tend to match those funds so that you know that your donation uh, can be supported and this is a tax deductible donation too because uh, organic consumers association is a nonprofit organization so uh, I really thank you for your participation in the past and your continued support because without that we can't we aren't able to achieve these types of measures that you've just heard. So thank you for everything you're doing, Ronnie. It's greatly and deeply appreciated. Thank you. Thank all of your readers.